then went in the house. I was gone just a few minutes. When I came out again, I handed her a toothbrush. When you finish cutting the grass, I said, you might as well sweep the sidewalk. The doctors say I will walk again, but I'll always have a limp. So tonight uh, we are concluding uh, this three-part series, I'm a Believer. And tonight, uh, I want you to say it with me, I'm a believer. Believing God is so important in our lives, it, it probably ranks second only in importance to love. Hebrews chapter 11, <clears throat> verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now, our believing does things. What I mean by that is our believing accomplishes things, doesn't it? Our believing in Jesus Christ, not just based on some meaningless religious ideology. Uh, Beth Moore uh, made this statement and said, faith is the only thing that will ever close the gap between our theology and our reality. Or in other words, it will close faith and believing closes the gap between just what we know about God and how and what we experience from Him. You see, tonight, our reality is that God's superpower is released to us as we believe. Somebody say, that's right. In Ephesians chapter 1, 19, it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His mighty power? And I want you to say it again with me tonight. I'm a believer. <clears throat> now, we have been focusing in this series on a five-statement declaration of believing, and we can remember them by numbering them on one hand. First of all, God is who He says He is. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Secondly, He can do what He says He can do. Thirdly, I am who God says I am. Fourthly, I can do what God says I can do. And then fifthly, God's Word is active and alive in me. And if we believe and practice these five statements, the results will be nothing short of miraculous. So tonight, as we conclude this series, uh, we're going to focus on that fifth statement, uh, God's Word is active and alive in me. We have been talking about the power released through believing, and it is nowhere more evident than in our belief in God's Word, because tonight God's Word is powerful. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. Now, I want you to say this with me tonight. God's Word is powerful. 
In John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. The words that Jesus spoke were spirit and life because they came from the life-giving Spirit of God. God's words are spirit. Now, what that means is they're from another dimension. They're from another, God's Word is from another realm, the powerful realm of the Spirit. Now, just nod your head in agreement with me. <clears throat> you and I live in a natural realm, don't we? And, and in this natural realm, it's very real, isn't it? We deal with stuff. In, in the natural realm, all of, us, all of us tonight are dealing with stuff, aren't we? In this natural realm, we, we, there are bills to pay, uh, there are jobs to go to, uh, occasional doctors or dentist office visits. Uh, if we've got kids, we've got kids to deal with, uh, and we love our kids and, and all, but Sometimes they're very real, aren't they? <laughs> uh, problems of various sorts and sizes. We're dealing with real stuff in a very real world. But tonight, there is also a spiritual realm where God's Word lives. And when God's Word is believed and spoken by us, it exerts influence and power over the natural realm. So we can, you and I, this is so awesome, we can bring a spiritual influence into our natural realm by believing and speaking the Word of God. It is more, the, the spiritual realm is more powerful than the natural realm. And we can bring God's supernatural spiritual realm into our natural realm by speaking His Word, believing and speaking that Word of God. Now, as I was preparing, I was uh, thinking of how I could illustrate this point, and the best personal illustration that I could think of uh, to tell you about this is when I was just a new believer, I was writing uh, between uh, and traveling between Flagstaff and Prescott during the winter. I was riding in a van with a friend, an, another new believer, <clears throat> Larry Huck. He had one of those old Ford Econoline vans. Remember those? It was kind of a high-profile van, the engine in the middle, and <clears throat> really kind of junky. But anyway, <clears throat> we were we were driving, and we... Went, and the road was okay, but we got to a, a small bridge over this small cut of a canyon. And as we hit that bridge, we didn't see until we got on it. It was, uh, had black ice on it. And that van started sliding. And the bridges back in those days weren't like they are, uh, you know, it was just a little thing railing there. And it looked like we were going to go over the edge. And so both. Larry and myself cried out at the same moment, Jesus. And as we cried out, 
That van straightened right up, went across the bridge. We got to the other side, looked at each other, started laughing, and then we started praising God. The Word of God, the Word of God, one Word of God, the Word of God, Jesus saved us. And our natural realm was invaded by the supernatural power, spiritual influence of God's Word. Now tonight, this is, see, the Word of God is so important to us. It is, the, they are spirit and life. I want more spirit and life in me, don't you? And that comes through the Word. That Word of God can bring order into chaos, and it did back in the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hover, hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said. Now, there are several very important things here. And first of all, it talks about the world was chaotic, formless, empty, and dark. And I wonder tonight how many of us at times in our life look at our world our natural realm, and it feels uh, formless, empty, and dark. Uh, does stuff going on in your personal life or your family or your finances or work or whatever ever feel kind of chaotic? So what do we do with that? When, the, when our world is in turmoil, what do we do with that? When we're facing trouble or problems or difficulties or, or we, our natural realm is just kind of the way it is, what do we do with that as believers? We are believers, aren't we? Uh, we believe that God is uh, Hebrews 11, verse 6, we read at the beginning tonight that uh, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He that comes to God must believe that He is. And tonight, we believe that He is. We believe that the natural realm isn't all there is. That's, what, that's part of being a believer in Jesus Christ is that we don't just focus on the natural realm. We have to be able to have our eyes and heart open to the supernatural spiritual realm of God and where God's Word can come in and bring order out of chaos. So what do we do with the chaos in our natural realm? We need to do what God did, and that is God said. He looked at the world. It was uh, without form, and void, darkness, and God said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, after God said it in verse 31, after he spoke again and again, it says God saw everything that he made, and indeed, it was very good. I like that, don't you? 
It starts out in Genesis talking about uh, chaos, about the world without form and void. Uh, It was chaotic, but it went from very chaotic to very good by the power of God's spoken word. And tonight in our lives, when we feel things shifting underneath us, when we feel darkness encroaching, when we have difficulties or problems that we're facing, we need to do what God did and speak. We need to believe and speak His Word, and then you know what happens? Order comes into chaos. God's power is released. Now somebody say, I believe that. Jairus was a man who came to Jesus and his little girl was uh, on her deathbed. And he came and, and asked Jesus if he would come and, and pray for his daughter as they were going. You know the story, most of you. As they were traveling and, and walking to get to the house, they got word that that little girl had already died. And Jesus turned to Jairus and said, Don't be afraid, only believe. And tonight... When we face in our lives uh, things that intimidate us or make us afraid, we need to remind ourselves, I'm a believer. Say it again tonight, I'm a believer. Jesus, when they got to the house, went into that dark room of death and he spoke. And he said, it says, he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha, Kumai, which is translated, little girl, <clears throat> I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age, and they were overcome with great amazement. <clears throat> I like that. I think God every once in a while wants to just overcome us with great amazement. Don't you? Amen. And how will that happen <clears throat> when, when, uh, when that life-giving Spirit, life-giving Word of God was spoken. A little dead girl rose up. Jesus brought life in the chaos by His Word. And tonight, we need to respond to the chaos in our lives, to the problems. I know that somebody here has some problems. I know that there are some people here that have some trouble. I know that there are those that are dealing with challenges. And we need to respond to those challenges, trouble, problems, by believing and speaking the Word of God. And when we do, power is released. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, again says, For the Word of God is powerful alive and powerful. Thank God. His Word is a living. It's not a dead Word. It, it doesn't just bring, it doesn't bring death. It brings life. God's Word, you know, a lot of people think about uh, Christianity and believing God and the Christian life. It's, uh, the, I used to think of, I thought it was just, a, uh, that's good for them, but, you know, I just can't see myself being a Bible toter. I couldn't see my, I could not imagine or project myself living in the kind of life that I live today. You know why? Because I wasn't born again. 
I didn't have life inside me. After I got saved, I thought, well, man, <laughs> I didn't realize it, but I'd been missing out on what life was really all about all this time. The Word of God became alive in me, and it is alive, and it is powerful, and I want us to say it tonight. God's Word is alive, is active, and alive in me. Good job. So, in the last part of this message, I just want to talk about how we can better activate God's Word in our life. I want it active in, our, in my life, don't you? I don't want to just uh, uh, read about it. I want it active and alive and more so in me. And you do too, don't you? That's why you came tonight. Because you want the Word of God active and alive in you. So how do we, get, how do we, how do we more activate His Word? First of all, that Word needs to be planted. Jesus told a parable about a guy that was sowing seed, a guy planting seed. And he said that as he was planting seed, some of that seed fell on hard ground. Other seed fell on ground that was too shallow. Some fell on ground that was uh, full of thorns, and, and the seed did not make it on those three types of ground. But then he said the seed was sown on good ground, and it thrived. And Jesus said in Luke 8, verse 11, of this, the parable is this, the seed is the Word of God. And tonight, God's Word is a seed that needs to be planted uh, on good ground. Now, in Luke 8, verse 15, Jesus, speaking of this, says, The good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. See, tonight, good ground is receiving that word with an honest and good heart. You say, well, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, what that means is, is that we recognize our need of God's word. We need that spirit and life that comes through the Word, don't we? And we recognize our need of it, and then we welcome it or we receive it into our lives. We, uh, we're open to the Word. Say, I'm open to the Word. In James chapter 1, verse 21 in the Amplified, it says, In a humble, gentle, modest spirit, receive and welcome the Word <clears throat> which am implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. For God's Word to be active and alive in us, we need to receive and welcome it. You know, we, we need to just be open, have an open and honest heart where we say, God, I know my need. I've got to have your word. I've got to have the life of your word. And uh, we welcome it and say, come on, word of God. And that's right. Come on, word of God. I welcome, I welcome the word of God. Come on in, word of God. Right? I mean, if, you, if somebody comes by to your house and you're going to have them come in, you welcome them. Uh, tonight, when you came into church, we were welcoming you, right? We welcomed you in. That's, that's what we do with the Word of God. We welcome it. You are Word, word of God. You are welcome. In my heart is open, and I welcome you in. 
welcome. Spirit and life of the Word of God, welcome. Now somebody say, welcome. In Psalm 119, verse 103, he says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Somebody say, sweetness. We receive God's Word by reading, for one. Uh, and listen, tonight, I'm not one to, and, and not my goal in what I'm going to say here is not to try to shame us or guilt us into reading God's Word more, but I am going to say probably all of us need to apply ourselves more diligently to the Word of God. If we want the spirit and life of God's Word to live in us, then we need to apply ourselves to that Word. And that means getting in and reading our Bibles some. I want to encourage all of us daily to spend some time in the Word. And it doesn't mean that you need to take hours every day in the Word of God, but you know, take some time, discipline ourselves, and, and take some time to get into the Word of God. We uh, just recently... We're able to send some Bibles over to Malawi. Uh, Dana, who is right up here in the front again, uh, Dana Wilson painted uh, some pictures, and then some of you saw in the multipurpose room uh, was selling some of those paintings, and you may have wondered what that was for. That was so that we could earn some money. She wanted to earn some money by painting pictures, and she raised $250, we, amen, <clears throat> and we sent those Bibles into Malawi, and there's uh, just some of them that were there, and, and they received the, that word. Here's a young man that received the Word of God. This young man got a Bible, and you know, these men and women who got those Bibles, they will treasure the Word of God. And the truth is, lots of us have a whole bunch of Bibles in our houses, don't we? We've got, we got Bibles, you know, around everywhere, we, and, and we have access to the Word of God. We have it on our phones, we've got it on our tablets, we've got it on our computers. And so, I want to encourage us to get into the Word of God and, and to read, actually apply and read them. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Tonight, don't let yourself off the hook. Get into God's Word. Let it get into you. Now, I want to say a, a, a dirty four-letter word here, work. <laughs> work. Work the Word, and the Word will work for us. If we will work the Word, get into the Word of God, read it, let it get into us, uh, it will work in our life. God's Word is alive and powerful. It's not static, it's not dead, it's not lifeless. God's Word, the only way for that Word to become alive in us is to, first of all, for it to be planted. And it gets planted, for one, by reading the Word, and then secondly, by hearing the Word of God. In Romans 10, verse 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Tonight we've been talking, and, and these three messages have been all about believing. And we want to believe better, don't we? Better believing 
comes, for one, by hearing God's Word. Last Wednesday night, uh, we were in the other, in the youth room, and Rosemary was speaking God's Word and was talking about God's love, and in the midst of that, reference to God's hand and how we are never away from His touch. And I want you to know, as she was speaking about that, it helped my believing. I like that. I like knowing that God's hand is always on my life. Don't you? Aren't you glad for that? See, that word brought, brought and caused my level of faith to rise up, and it isn't something that I never knew before. It's like, I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I never knew that God reached out and touched me. I, I never understood. I understood the, the concept. I felt the hand of God, but you know what that did that night? It helped remind me that God's hand is always outstretched toward us. We are never away from the touch of God, and it builds our faith. It builds our believing, hearing the Word of God. For God's Word to be activated in our lives, we need to read it. We need to hear it. It needs to get planted. Then secondly, we need to let that Word get rooted in us. In Luke 8, 15 again, Jesus said, But that on good ground are they with an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. I like that. You, you, you hear the word, you let it get planted, but then you don't let it go. You keep it. And that word keep is strong. It means to take, to hold, and to possess. Tonight, I want you to say this with me. God's Word is mine. Amen. We, we take it. We hold it. We possess it. It's ours. In James chapter 1, verse 21, in the Amplified, again, it talks about receiving with a humble, uh, gentle, modest spirit, and that Word gets implanted and rooted in our hearts. It gets rooted in. It takes root in our life as we speak that Word and as we think about it, we meditate on it, let it get down deep inside of our hearts, and it takes root. We keep it. Derek Prince was a Holy Ghost teacher and preacher. He went on to be with the Lord some years ago. But I read a story about him when he was a, a young man, a uh, young believer, before he went into ministry. He was in the uh, milita British military. And it tells about how he activated God's Word in his life through this story. He had an incurable, incurable skin condition. And he found some verses in Proverbs that he allowed to get rooted into his heart. He was stationed in the Sudan and Africa with intense heat. It aggravated that skin condition that he had. But he found these words in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That word health that's used here in the original Hebrew means medicine. And so Derek Prince began to take God's word in these verses like medicine. Three times a day, 
he'd pray, Lord, you promise that these words of yours will be medicine to my flesh. I'm taking them as my medicine now in Jesus' name. And he said that there was no sudden or dramatic change that took place. Uh, he experienced nothing at, in the first days or weeks that could be described as a miracle. But after about three months in the Sudan in Africa with that intense heat and that incurable skin condition, he noticed after applying God's Word, after letting it get rooted into his heart, after taking God's Word like medicine, that it had its effect three months later, and he was perfectly and completely healed with no more skin condition at all. Perfectly, miraculously healed. Hallelujah. Because God's Word is like a medicine. Somebody said, give me some of that medicine. See, God has given it to us. And what we do is we, first of all, need to plant it by reading and hearing. And then we need to, like Jesus said, keep it. Keep it. Don't, don't, let, it, don't let it go. Keep it. Take possession of that Word in Luke 9 verse 44, Jesus said, let these words sink down into your ears. And that's what we need to do, folks. We need to allow God's Word not just read out of guilt or out of even just habit, but read and hear God's Word and let the Word sink down deep into our ears, take it into our heart, and apply it. You know, it was some years ago that God started dealing with me about Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. I don't have those verses uh, on the screen tonight, but uh, I, I was uh, uh, beginning to think about and let God's Word get into my heart. And the Word goes like this, Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conduct be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have for he, God himself, Jesus, has said, I will never leave you or forsake you so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I'll not fear. What can man do to me? Now, those verses, as I began to ponder it, I began to take God's Word and to keep it. And, and I had heard these verses before, but I began to, to to take possession of them. And I'm telling you tonight, I, I have a sense of ownership of those verses because for uh, months and now for several years, I have spoken those words to myself and let it get down, just beyond my ears, down it deep into my heart. And you know what it did? It gave me a tremendous sense of security, knowing that God himself has said he's never going to leave me, he's never going to forsake me, so that I can boldly say the Lord is my helper. Thank God tonight I believe those words. God is our helper tonight. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And we can boldly say tonight, He is our helper. We don't have to be afraid because God is with us. He's our helper. So the Word needs to be planted. need to read it. We need to hear it. Then we need to let it get rooted. We need to keep it. We need to take possession of it. And then just finally and briefly tonight, the Word has to be given time. 
<laughs> and this is the hardest part, is letting, letting that Word of God work in our lives and giving, giving it time to work. That Word, Jesus said, is a seed. Now, when I was a kid, we had a little bit of an area back behind our house, my parents' house, that we'd prepared and our they, they prepared, you know, kid. I just looked. But actually, my mom prepared a little area where for a while we planted a, a, little, a few vegetables. And I remember the, the carrots. You know, we planted some carrot seeds. And they'd start, you know, the, the start sprouting up. Now, my tendency was to reach down and pull those up too quick, you know, and it'd be like this little, couldn't even eat it. It's just a little tendril, you know. Looked green on the top, but it, was, it, hadn't, it hadn't been given enough time. And, you know, as we grow into adulthood, that, that tendency of us to pull up the Word, that seed, the Word in our heart, you know, we, we tend to do that. And sometimes we think, you know, well, I read it, I thought about it, I spoke it, but I haven't seen it yet. And let me encourage all of us tonight that we've got to allow God's Word to have time in our lives to work and to grow and to germinate and to take possession of it. In Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, God is speaking. He says, So shall be my word that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void, but it shall accomplish. I love that word, accomplish. It will do, God says, it will accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I Senate. Maybe you're here and you've been wrestling with a health issue in your life, and you've been, you've, you've been prayed for, you've had that word spoken over your life, you may be spoken words of, of life and God's words of healing, for God said, I am the Lord that heals you, and you've spoken, let me encourage you tonight to let that word have time in your life. Uh, maybe you're dealing with other issues in, in your uh, family or, or in your finances or whatever the issue may be tonight. Let God's Word give some time. Give it time. Let it work. Don't, don't turn loose of it just because you haven't seen the manifestation of that Word come to pass in your life yet. Hold on to it. Keep it. Let's let it get rooted deep into our lives and give it time. Can you say amen? So we've got to plant it by reading and hearing. We've got to let it get rooted into our heart by taking possession of it. We own that word for ourselves, say mine, and we've got to give it time. And I want you just as we close tonight to say these words again with me. God's word is active and alive in me. Let's say it together. God's word is active and alive in me. And if you believe that, let's give the Lord a big clap offering. Thank him tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's stand tonight, and I want to pray with you as we close this service out and close this series out uh, 
I never say this is the, the end because uh, I'm, I'm not going to stop talking about believing because I believe it's so important. I, that three series on love, I'm not going to stop talking about love because I didn't exhaust it all. I didn't in this series exhaust by any means all there is about believing. But for our purposes tonight, this is the, the conclusion of this three-week series on believing. And I want us to say some things and, and pray together and say some confessions. Let's just bow our heads and close our eyes tonight. I want to pray over us and then I'm going to ask you to repeat some things with me. Lord, right now, we thank you that you are faithful. We praise you that we can have faith in you and believe in you and know, God, that you speak truth. Your words are spirit and life to us, and we thank you tonight for the power of your word. Now, I want you to say this with me. You are who you say you are. You can do what you say you can do. I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. And your word is active and alive in me. Thank you, Jesus. I am a believer in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Let's give the Lord a clap off and thank Him. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. God bless you. Our prayer team will be up here in the front. If you'd like uh, personal prayer, come and avail yourself to them. God love you guys. Have a good night. Have a good, safe trip home. Tell somebody, I'm a believer.